you having fun just staring from across the room you've got to stretch your stuff and i'll show you just what to do now you gotta dance gotta make your advance you gotta show you've got the guts i gotta move that'll make them swoop and it's called the two-step strut now dance with me Coming soon to a theater near you, it's The Equalizers, a weekly podcast for two idiots drop a cinema sibling in the lap of a perfectly content solo film. My name is Mike Nolan. I am joined, as always, by the sequel to my prequel, Madison Jones. All right. Now, folks, I apologize. I'm going to have to actually summon Madison here. So let me get the book out. Oh, here we go. The Madison page. Okay. Madison Jones. Lives in Chicago. Horny for feet. Drinks bong water for breakfast. Uh, lives in a box wears yoga pants that say daddy on the butt oh here we go madison jones madison jones madison jones i love feet it's more disturbing that you were masturbating as you appeared yeah i actually just emerged from the yoga pants (laughs) like from the daddy pants the daddy pants yeah i just like like blossomed out of the daddy pants and i am <laughs> and i am and i am shirtless and have a whole uh whole sippy cup full of that sweet sweet bong juice right here ah uh, weedy <laughs> so i am in this form today i don't know if it's a good one it's a good one for me i don't know if it's good for you <laughs> No, nothing about what happened was good for me. Yeah. You emerged out of a, like, a flaccid pair of daddy pants with a sippy cup full of bong water masturbating. No part of that was good for me. Speaking of what wasn't good for me, The Spiderwick Chronicles this week, everybody. What a wild movie. Uh, yeah, this movie surprised me in many ways. I wouldn't say any of them are that good. This I I kind of had fun. It wasn't good, and like I, I watched this with a uh, friend of the show and Avenger Jackson F one, and when we were talking about it, and we can get into this later. But one thing that we both kind of agreed it seemed like was this is kind of like what Kid Who Would Be King should have been. Yeah, in, in tone at least, like much less earnest discussions of chivalry. They weren't like really digging like this book if. If they had done this the way they did the kid who would be king, those kids would have been reading that book for like 45 minutes. And it would have been a lot more like the anatomy of goblins and the origin of their names. Like this would have been a Tolkien story. Yeah, that's that's a little bit more what I wanted out of the movie after. Uh, it's not pleasing you. Yeah, I know. Uh, no, no there, I wanted more of the reading of the book and like actually sure. like applying a lot of this stuff. I, I guess they did do it, but it's just... I I don't know. Like, I, mean, I made the joke when it started that I called this a Fantastic Beast and where to find them prequel. Yeah. And it sounds like that's more what you wanted, actually. This could fit into that universe, honestly. <laughs> like, it surprised me. Um, as soon as I saw Kid Blood, I was like, whoa, this is... <laughs> Kid Blood alert. Kid Blood alert. This this movie just had a very tonal shift. It, it like, changed gears in the middle of the highway and is now going backwards. Imagine if that was the content warning on this movie. It'd be like violence or fantasy violence, whatever, suggestive themes, kid blood. Kid blood. <laughs> and then like the, the sister just fucking stabs like 50 of them. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, she just starts going ham. Like absolutely no qualms about killing. No, no, not at all. Not at all. 
Well, and there's a whole scene at the end. There's a scene of side, <laughs> a goblin side at the very end where... Is that the oven? It's the oven with the tomato sauce. Because <laughs> uh, tomato sauce, like, historically kills right. goblins. <laughs> like, we know that. Yeah, as um, the parts teach us. Yeah, as the yeah, um, as the harpers say in their tunes, as the liar songs foretold. Yeah, there's a scene at the end of the movie where uh, they put a bunch of tomato sauce in an oven, and then it explodes, and killing at least probably fifty goblins in one go. And then you see their bodies melt into the floor. Like it's it's pretty pretty brutal. But now their house is built on an old goblin burial ground, so. Goblin there's no ghosts. Way, there's no way they can live there now, right? There's goblin. Yeah. There's goblin flesh into the wood of well, their. And we were talking about while this house is like getting pretty wrecked from this fight. Jackson was like, "If they can barely afford to live there already, they're gonna have to move." Yeah, yeah. But apparently oh. not. Oh, remember when that in that scene where the child uh, stabs their dad? Yeah. <laughs> It was good. It was good for me. It was good for No, I hate that. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I just know, like, the movie was kind of delightful, but I was also, I didn't care because I didn't like the the characters, like the kids. I didn't like any of the kids, and I didn't, I was not afraid at all that they were going to lose. And I needed, one of those needs to be true. I can like the characters, and, and or I can care about the characters, and obviously you can broadcast that they're not going to lose the fight. That's fine, because I care about the characters. Or, I cannot care about the characters, but then I have to be worried that they're not going to succeed. And at no point was I worried whether they would succeed, or did I like the characters. Yeah. Yeah. Well, two of the characters are played by the same kid. Yeah. I mean, a good he did a good job of playing the two different people like that, I thought. Yeah. But I just didn't care about any of them. I like his work in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory more, I guess. Sorry, what was that movie? I'm sorry, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, no, sorry. I, I only know about the Gene... There's only the Gene Wilder Chocolate Factory movie, correct? Um, no, no. There's one with Johnny Depp and... Oh, um, Abomination and the Crab Factory. Yes, yeah, okay. Yeah. I have seen that. Yeah, uh, with Count Dooku, uh, a.k.a. <laughs> what's, what's his name? Mm-hmm. Uh, um, uh, Just keep guessing. I feel horrible because I... Christopher Lee. Christopher Just Lee go. is is the the evil dentist man. Count Toothku. Okay. We're moving on. Is there anything that you want to talk, touch on for the film here? I mean, we kind of generally talked about it, but like... All the things that have been burned into my mind were mainly of the kid blood and the goblin side. So, Oh, uh, no, none of the like masterclass performance by Seth Rogen as... Was it Hog Squeal? Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, so... You know, you know that pig man that spit in children's eyes? And had four pulsating nostrils that were like the assholes of a demon like basically god who ate birds which mm-hmm. i hate how that movie i hate the solution at the end was that uh spoiler yeah. for spoiler for the spiderwick chronicles everybody at the very end of the movie the demon thing turns into a falcon and seth rogan's character who is barely in the movie or like mm-hmm. his like who has had no plot significance in the movie at all barely jumps up and eats the eats the falcon out of the air and then they they won i guess mm-hmm. i mean this feels like there were two movies in here but they only had the budget for one like they just they, there was no promise they were going to get a sequel so they tried to just do everything yeah 
um, in the one film. And that's, and it was just like, well, we don't have enough time left to actually end this satisfactorily. So I actually kind of, um, I thought this movie was going to be sort of like um, that movie, uh, Bridge to Terabithia. Have you ever mm. seen that? It was less sad than that one <laughs> and more action packed. But I thought it was going to be about the same kind of tone. Equal amount of kid blood, though. Equal amount of kid blood. Yeah. So, you know, I have to ask, did you like this movie? Not really. I was kind of ambivalent on it, but it may surprise you to learn that there are people online who have opinions about this as well. Let's start, gang. It's time to fill the oven with Daddy's Tomatoes. <laughs> uh, I like that. Fill the oven. Yeah, no, that's actually one of the few times it worked out. Like it worked. Our first review comes from Matthew B., who gave this four stars. This movie is not for family trust. End of review. Family trust? Yep, this movie is not for family trust. Like trust funds? Like trust, like fa- family trust? I think trust? in each other. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't believe they would still get along after this movie. Like, I, I, I think, I don't think this traumatic event has brought them together at all. When Mary Louise Parker um, sat down with the troublemaker kid on the porch at the end and said, "Like, oh, I should have believed you." No, yeah, you should have. Bullshit. Absolute bullshit. Bullshit. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I paused the movie. I paused the movie and talked to Jackson. I was like, "I hate this trope in fantasy films." Where it's like, I'm sorry, I didn't believe you invisible goblins were assaulting our house for a magical book. Like, no, I get it. Believe him when he says, like, I didn't do that. I don't know what happened, but I didn't do it. Okay, fine. But that scenario that he outlined for you was so ludicrous and so fucking fantastical. No, you shouldn't have just believed him. No, no. Especially after the last words he said to you were, I hate you. (laughs) Yeah. Perks Z, sorry, Perks with a Z. And their last initial is N. Gave this five stars. The Spiderwick Chronicles. That's true. I mean, when when you're right, you're right. I guess. Yeah, I mean, nailed it in one. Nailed it in one. It is the Spiderwick Chronicles. <laughs> it is. It is what it is. I think is what this review is saying. But you know what? No, I don't agree because there's only one movie. There's only one movie in there. So technically, it would be the Spiderwick Chronicle. Yeah. Hey, is that our idea? Do we tie this in with the movie Chronicle? The one with the, the asteroid <laughs> that gave the teens powers? Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll get to that in a minute. Joy L. R. gave this five stars. Almost as good as Narnia. Hmm. Interesting. Now say it like you're really horny. <laughs> okay. Almost as good as Narnia. <laughs> now say it like you're scared. Almost as good as Narnia. Now say it like you haven't seen uh you haven't seen your grandma for like like eight months and then uh this is the first time you've seen her and she has a present for you. Almost as good as Narnia? There there, there it is. That's it. Okay. That's it. Okay, okay. That's it. Alright, well that's the end of the tomatoes. So I don't know if you have any bits. I have no bits. Kind. No bits. Bit drought. Madison's bit drought twenty twenty is is gonna go on until after November third. Okay. This is your <laughs> solemn bow. It's my solemn bow. All right. So if there's nothing else that we need to attend to. The reason why the bit drought is going until November 3rd is because um, I feel like there's enough horribleness in the world right now. I don't need to add to it. Until I definitely day. appreciate that. <laughs> well, Madison, before we get to the pitch, then I just have one question for you. Which of our films do you think this is a cliff is? 
This is a cliff. For new listeners while Madison thinks about this, this is a new bit we have called You Can See the Photo. Um, the official title is Mike puts all the movies we've done into Google Translate a bunch of times for comedy and you guess them. Uh, and so I put all of our titles, again, just through Google Translate. And then I put the title of that bit through Google Translate. So you can see the photo as Madison trying to guess what the original movie was. I'm looking up our, our list right now. Hold on. Do you know how hard it is to find our podcast? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, I have it on. I'm subscribed on a podcast app, so it's a little easier. Uh, Are you not subscribed to our podcast? I listen to all my podcasts on Spotify now because they got me. This is a cliff. The Fellowship of the Sound of Music. Unfortunately, Madison, that was Gooder Burger. Ah, uh, fuck. Didn't we already do Gooder Burger? Give me one more. All right, I'll give you one more. This one's going to be a little easier for you, okay? Okay. What movie was Super Mario Bruce colon slide two colon Mario colon a slideshow? Oh, that was Snap, Crackle, Pop, Ragnarok. Of course, you got it. I thought I'd trick you, but... All right, do you want one more since that was a gimme? Give give yeah, yeah. Which of our movies was The Nut Caught? The Nut Caught? Yeah, C-A-U-G-H-T. The Nut Caught. Here's what I'll say. Surprisingly thematic or accurate. You wouldn't be When you hear it, you'll say, hmm, that actually kind of tracks a little bit. Not for the title, but for the vibe. <laughs> the Nut Caught. Cool mm-hmm. Dog 2? This was Meet Dave 2. Damn it. Okay. I'll get one one day, and it's going to be an, an amazing day. Yeah, the one one day you're going to get one of these, and it's going to be absolutely awesome, bonkers. And let's get into Spiderwick Chronicles 2. All right, our time starts now. Uh, I have two notes here. One is uh, the one that's maybe more in line with what this sequel would be is um, the Sylphs come back for revenge because the book still exists. Yeah. Uh, the other one I wrote down was Spiderwick Man. Um, and I wrote that down before I ever saw the movie, uh, cause it was just a dumb joke that made me laugh. But then watching it, Simon, the brother is scratched by some green goblins. And so possibly he could become a villain. <laughs> because he was grabbed by green goblins as a child. Well, yeah. He was scratched like they like poison, whatever, like infected uh... or something like that. Cause he was limping around the whole movie cause they cut, like got his leg pretty bad. Yeah. The sister got caught too, though. She got, she got a little right. bit of a... But I don't think she got cut up too bad, did she? I think I think she got a cut on her arm at one point. But we could also have her go. Um, but my only thing, I have two two th- two ideas. Okay. My probably more would work as an actual like sequel idea is that they find another. Book oh, okay. They find like a missing book or like a missing pages or something, um, and it's about some sort of demon, or maybe it could be about the. Um, about getting scratched by a goblin or something like that, like, and fit it into yours. Uh, my other one is this, it's called the Spiderwick Chronicles, but uh, Chronic is uh, in big, bold, capital letters, and they find some dang fantasy weed. Uh-huh. Is that the whole idea? Yeah, that's the whole idea. Gotcha. Okay. Because, you know, he, and to fit into the book a little bit, like, to, to the first idea, he did a lot of, like, fauna but I don't think he did a lot of flora, right? So maybe he has a whole separate book on flora that is about like nature and fantasy plants, uh, stuff like the sylphs and stuff like that. They smoke the dank elf kush yeah. and hallucinate Spiderwick Man. <laughs> they think this actually happens, but at the end of it, it's like, oh my God, it was actually this like hallucinogenic elf weed that okay. you smoked. And they hallucinate, but they think this is all happening. They think that the main kid whose name I didn't care to learn uh jared i think actually 
becomes Spiderwick Man and his brother becomes the Green Goblin kind esque, and they do this whole plot, and then they wake up. It's like, oh my god, it was actually this like sweet good green from the good elves that didn't work. This this could work. I I, I think we need to um I think we need Ooh. to flesh, flesh it out a little bit. Um, but what if one day they receive a package from the Sylphs? Uh-huh. And they think it's going to be like something bad, but it's actually a bunch of like <laughs> marijuana. <laughs> yeah, it's a bunch, it's a bunch of weed um, or it's a bunch of like fruit and veggies or like some sort of plants and stuff. It's like mm-hmm. um, with some recipes and stuff. Um, and the two brothers make it and eat it. And then they hallucinate. And it's actually like sort of fitting into your idea an attack from the sylphs because they found out the book still exists or they found Mm. another or they found another book or something like that and then they take it and then they have this rivalry like spider spider wick man and goblin kid uh thing in the forest and it's really the sylphs trying to get them to kill each other or something like that so i think that it would be I, i like the idea of i think we can stick with like the they slipped them some kind of hallucinogenic, some like uh, flora or fauna. Which one? Flora. They slipped them some flora. kind of hallucinogenic flora, and they come in and out of it. But like, I feel like the first time it happens, it's this weird thing. They they wake up and they're like, "Oh, thank God, that's over." And then in like one of the books, they find like, "No, once you start an adventure on this like flora, you have to see it through, or else you die, or something like that." So they have to basically keep they have to keep dosing, or you can never escape. Right. Or you can never it never comes down until my thought is that they do come down and they're like, wow, what a crazy like hallucination that was. We're not eating this anymore. And then they read the book and it's like, no, once you start an adventure, it's kind of like a Jumanji rules thing. Once you start an adventure on this hallucination, you have to continue to hallucinate to finish that adventure or you die or something bad happens. Like so they have to basically keep going back in to the hallucination or the Matrix to um finish this adventure but they know like the increasing danger like they did them coming out like the real world and they have to keep going back in to finish to steal sort of an idea from rick and morty um Mm -hmm. it's sort of like the mr meeses thing where you smoke this thing and it's supposed to help you complete a task or something like that Hmm. and you have to complete that task or this thing will kill you basically even if you come down so you have to keep taking it does that make sense sure so it'd be like Crank, where he has to keep his heart pounding, or Speed, where they have to keep the bus at, what, like 55 miles per hour or something like that? Yeah, I, I've yeah. never seen Speed, so I don't remember the exact amount of the amount. The, I don't remember the miles per hour, but a yeah, similar idea. Of, yeah, yeah. It's like 54 miles per hour or something like that. I don't so this movie in which we make children maintain a high. I mean, it's been a number <laughs> of they years. they get killed. They could be early, early adults, uh, teens at this point, so. That's definitely better. Yeah. <laughs> if we wanted to do that. Okay. We would just have to figure out what the thing. Do we want to do Spider? Is is one of the kids' goals f- to become Spiderwick Man? I am fine if we don't go with that idea. I like the idea of there's some kind of flora. I think we dig into flora as an option here. I think that's a good kind of way to do it. Do the movie differently without just this time. It's a different monster. I think we dig in with the flora. Uh, whether or not it's the hallucinogenics, we can also pass that by if we want. But I think that's an interesting. Mm-hmm. angle and that can kind of pit the kids against each other in a way of like what's happening inside a hallucination isn't true but once they come out it's like well shit you betrayed me in there and it's like uh, yeah but like it doesn't matter like we're gonna we have to like play the game i guess i'm just pitching jumanji <laughs> it all circles back to jumanji for you <laughs> i mean it's my middle name 
So Michael Jumanji Noel. But you have to shout it like they do in like my middle name. So my name is Michael Jumanji Noel. Okay. We're wasting time. Uh, okay, so let's start this. Do we are we committed to like a hallucinogenic angle, or do we want to go back to the drawing board with just flora as the sort of mm. guideline? The hallucinogenic thing really interests me. Like, I like okay. the idea that the sylphs are trying to trap them or something, or trying to mess with them for some reason. That's that's I, I like that idea. What they are doing on the drug, I don't know if it is like that sort of determination of like trying to complete a task or. If it is them um, just hallucinating an adventure that's going on, I think that's what we need to decide uh, if we go that route. So I think Spider, I sp- I think Spiderwick Man is funny, but I don't know if it fits. I, and I'm fine with that. Like I said, like that was that I threw that out. If we wanted to do a dumb movie, it sounds like we're not looking to do that stupid of a film. So I'm fine with like abandoning it. Yeah, I mean, it can still uh, be pretty dumb, like what they're doing in the forest or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe one of the things that they do in the forest is they have a scene where they become like superheroes. <laughs> what if... Okay, I have an idea. Something's okay. happening in the real world as well. I'll, we'll steal this from Doctor Who, uh, Amy's Choice. There comes a point where they don't know which one's the hallucination and which one's the real world. Yeah, okay. So that gives them the drama of like making decisions that are shitty and it's like i don't know if this decision will kill you or not because i think this is a hallucination but it could be the real world so maybe it's the same threat but handled differently or something like that okay. like but the idea is they don't know what's real and what's not okay um i like that i like that as a frame um we have like five minutes left one last question just to see if you like this better because it occurred to me they all eat the food and they all go like uh, but like all of them but one passes out and are hallucinating and as one of them comes around, the one who was awake passes out. And it's an idea of basically they're taking turns in the real world, protecting the family from some threat. So it's like a trust, not building trust, but the idea is they have to trust each other. Mm. Like, I'm not there to back you up in the real world against this. So you're on your own. We're trusting you to protect us. And then, like, if somebody else starts to come out of the high, that person goes under or something like that. So there's just this idea. This of like good. The- I like I like this. I like this a lot. What if because they are brought together at the end of the movie, it's like, oh, we're a family and we rely on each other so much. Like with them passing out each time they smoke this or with, when they initially smoke this thing. And one of I them- think it's a food that they eat since they're yeah. even if they're teens. But like, sure, sure. Still. They sure. get Sylvan good eats. Yeah. And then I think it still happens at the house. And yes. whenever the person wakes up. They are faced with like a boss or like some sort of like thing that's gonna like destroy the family, and they each have to fight their own like demon. Basically, like it's kind of like them learning to fight their own battles. Sort of sure. like uh, my take would be the sylphs give them the food, or they get the food or whatever, and they eat it, and then the sylphs attack the house. Okay, and so that's like the one threat that's happening, and then like the two brothers and the mom pass out. Mm-hmm. And it's like they, they figure out basically they learn, they're told at this point, like, no, one of you is going to be awake. And at some point, one of you will wake up and the person. So like the all three of you are asleep and the sister's awake. And once the, one of the brothers starts to wake up, the sister will fall asleep. And so now you're like you basically how much do you trust each other by yourself to defend the whole family? I feel like it needs to be kind of be the same threat. I like I mean, it can different the tactics that can be different. But the idea of a new boss appears seems a little odd to me. I'm fine with that. Uh, I think that's okay. good. I like this because uh, it makes each one of them have like their little own mini adventure within the house, like trying to help the family. Actually, I, I know I just argued against this and we can cut that first bit. It would be interesting if they each had their own boss. If this is a test, 
the sylphs are like, if we're going to let you keep the book, we need to know mm. that you can protect it. And not as a family. Sometimes it may just be Jared who's there. Yeah. And Jared has to be able to protect it by himself. So here is a specific threat. Like, this isn't a siege. It's a test. That's good. I like that. Okay. And then we can use your mini, your four bo- your boss for each person idea. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then, yeah, so, like, the person has to use the book. I would say, like, probably the mom is the least. Oh, she's the she's the most scared. Yeah. Because the others have, like, had the book and they've had experience. Like, she just showed up and, like, kind of, not to belittle it, she kind of showed up and ran around the house while somebody tried to kill them. And yeah. I mean, in a bad way, like, that's just what happened in the movie. But, so I think that that's the bit. Like, she's last and she's the most scared. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Go ahead and stop our timer. Now I guess all we have to do is kind of come up with the mini bosses. I think we need, and I think we need some kind of, some kind of hallucinating, like ready or ready room, waiting room or a, a place where, so that it's not just like Freddie Highmore, Mary Louise Parker, and the actress who played the sister, whatever, Freddie Louise, Freddie, Freddie Louise Highmore, um, Freddie Highmore and Mary Louise Parker are just like asleep at a table for, you know, mm-hmm. two thirds of the movie. Like, there needs to be something that they're doing. It doesn't need to be important necessarily. I mean, that yeah. could also be a point where they're arguing amongst themselves. The ones yeah. who are passed out, like, well, no, you're never going to be able to protect us because you're a pacifist. Oh, you're too much of a hothead. Like that sort of thing. I like that. What if the little, uh, the little Martin short elf, the short Martin, what if towards the end, like they all enter the void or whatever, or like the waiting room uh, area. And they're like, what are we all doing here? Where are all that's left. God. And then, then they good. go. Then they go outside, and then then it's Martin Short. L thing wakes up, and now he has a challenge that he has to Maybe, overcome. I like the idea that he's awake the whole time. Yeah, and he's like he's kind of assisting because he's like the the house per, like assistant or what I said almost. He's uh, awake the whole time because he's kind of like the assistant to the family. So it's having him there is not necessarily a huge advantage, but he can help. And that's fine. And then it's like one of he's there as like one of them goes to sleep, but then none of them are waking up. And yeah. the souls are like, oh, no, now it's time for your test. Maybe his test is learning to, like, let go a little bit and, like, to trust the others, like, or, mm-hmm. or such or something like that. So we need to come up with some monsters. Let's start with, let's pick a character, and then we can decide what monster is best for them to fight. Let's do the main kid, the um, the troublemaker kid first, whatever his name was. Jared, I believe, is that the one's name. Yeah. All right. So... What are Jared? What what's something that would challenge Jared? Because he's the one who arguably patience. patience. Yeah, he's a hothead. He leaps before he looks. He's got obviously. I said hothead already. So anger issues. I think some kind of patience test. Mm-hmm. Maybe we do. We maybe we kind of crib from Saw Two. Have you seen Saw Two? I believe so. I'm not sure. That's the one where the jigsaw kidnaps that police officer's son. And he's in a house with like, a uh, bunch of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it turns out he this was all like the bit you saw in the house was from the past. The kid was safe in a safe the whole time. Mm-hmm. And so as long as he if he had done nothing, he would everything would have been fine. Yeah. I think we crib from that a little bit. It's a test of basically like, no, your test is just to wait like 30 minutes and then you'll you'll pass out and your family one of your family members will wake up. Yeah. Or something like that. But there's also a test of like, oh, by the way, that's the guy that your brother Simon's gonna fight, and he's just like this fucking enormous like ogre. And it's like, there's no way Simon's going to beat that kid, that guy. It's yeah. Like, oh, yeah. You just wait. Simon's next. That's who he's going to fight. So you just need to wait like 30 minutes. That's your test. Yeah. But I, I don't think they like tell him that. I think it's mainly like, oh, he keeps trying to like solve the problem for everybody. Right. Like, mm-hmm. or he keeps trying to fight everyone else's battles. And 
So I think he attempts to fight the ogre, but the ogre is too fast for him or something or like or mm-hmm. he can't he can't beat him. Maybe he sees maybe that's the only thing he like faces or maybe that's, yeah, that's the only monster. I think I think it makes sense that Jared's test is not almost not doing anything. Yeah. Because he's the one who's always trying to fix it, who's always like he's running, jumping, climbing trees. I'm going to fight this guy. I'm going to save the day. Not like in a in a selfish way, but he just doesn't stop and think he's not patient and this is a test of like look you're not always going to be able to be the one to stop this you got to trust that the others can do their jobs yeah and what if what if the sylphs um they surround the house and they're like encapsulating the house oh it's a re- the reverse of the circle yeah from the first one they can't get out yeah they can't get out and so he constantly during his turn is trying to defeat the sylphs but uh, Short Martin keeps telling him, and even in the book, it says that the Sylphs are pretty much all powerful. Like they, that you can't, you can't defeat the Sylphs. Like there's nothing you can do. Spiderwick, Spiderwick himself, who wrote the book, hasn't been able to defeat the Sylphs. Uh, so he keeps trying. Maybe he keeps trying to like burn them or like blow them away with like a like a leaf blower or something like that. But um, every single time they blow away, they come back and just fill in the holes. And then he's like, maybe that's when he learns. Sorry, you're telling me that his plan to defeat the all-powerful Sylphs with a leaf blower does work. They just fill the hole back in. It He blows them away, but they just come back. You know, like, it's like... it's. So they're yeah. all powerful, but they are weak. They don't have low resistance to uh, leaf blowers. They're little. They're little like like. They're pizza all dandelion. powerful. They're piece, pieces of da- dandelion. That that's my idea. Unless, you, what are some other things he could do to the sylphs? That um. Well, I mean, I think there's nothing. Like I, I know it sounds like anticlimactic, but I mean, I think the point is they're outside the circle. He can't do anything to them. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like things like, that he keeps trying to do, but don't yeah, I mean, work. get through. I mean, the book. He checks the book. He checks. Uh, short short martin he tries contacting spiderwick he tries getting the griffin to come in. i think it's just like he's just beating his head against the wall trying to do anything and the point is there's nothing that can be done and like he has to learn that i think the, the point is there are just some fights that he's not going to be able to win mm-hmm. the others can like he has to learn what fights to like to, to pick his battles and i don't mean to like because sometimes that narrative turns into like hey learn to give up and that's not what they're saying it's more of like you need to know what battles are your strength and what battles are somebody else's strength like if you're going to be the leader because clearly jared is meant to be the leader yeah you need to know who's needed for what fight yeah yeah and you need to know what fights you can face and what fights you can't face yeah um etc and i think that's the point is they're just basically trying to teach jared it's not always doesn't always have to be you leaping into the fight okay I like that. I, I like that a lot. I say that's when I think he eventually has a moment of self-realization of that. And then when he realizes that and he like fully accepts it, he falls back asleep. Maybe his thing, it's like the ogre or whatever the threat is. It's something that Simon would be really good at fighting. And he's trying to figure it out. He's still trying to fight it. And at the end, he's realized it's like, no, that's the point. This isn't a fight that I'm supposed to be able to win. This is a fight Simon would win. And we yeah. need Simon to fight this fight. And then he goes back inside or whatever, and he falls asleep, and that's when Simon wakes up. Okay. And then he fights the thing. So we can kind of have, like, the Chekhov's gun or whatever out in the open the whole time of, like, hey, here's the ogre Simon's going to fight, and or whatever. Here's the threat. And we're like, we've seen it now for 20 minutes. And then Simon's up, and it's like, okay, now we're actually going to fucking fight it. I'm going to set a timer for five minutes <laughs> yeah. for each person. Good call. Uh, Good call. 
So I'm going to do that right now. So now we're, uh, oops, that was five seconds. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, 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 diarrhea. Diarrhea. That's diarrhea. what Simon faces. <laughs> it's, that's what he does. Cool. Now we're talking about Simon. So Simon is facing this ogre who is way too big, um, beefy boy. Um, yes. And he's a pacifist. Simon's a pacifist. So that's the idea of. Yeah. Is that is the test to learning to stick to that path or learning when to eschew pacifism? I think. Cause Simon's also the one who used his brains to home alone jury rig the house. I think his lesson, it's good to, It's good to be a pacifist and not hurt anybody, but, like, when it comes down to the shit and, like, this thing's trying to hurt you, you need to at least defend yourself. And maybe he gets it to, maybe he gets the ogre to the point where he's actually winning and, like, he um, tricks him. I imagine, like, a bunch of Home Alone crap, like, mm-hmm. like right. throughout the house, like, glue bucket. So just non-lethal traps. Yeah. And I think he has the moment where I think the ogre is beating him, uh, is about to beat him, but he has the chance to kill the ogre and he still doesn't mm-hmm. like because he doesn't want to let go of his pacifism, but he realizes he still has to defend himself. Right. Like, so he chooses not to kill him, but he chooses to like immobilize him or something like that. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think I think that Simon needs to learn, especially like in I'll say in war. There, there's a quote from Tona Whiplash. There's a quote from Hey Arnold where um, his grandma teaches him karate and she says, be like the frog in the pond. Do not go looking for the fly. Let the fly come to you. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's the lesson that kind of that he needs to learn of like, great. Pacifism is cool. When they come around to wreck your shit and your family shit, you need to like, that's when you need to step up. Yeah. And maybe non-lethal is fine. Like I, they don't, they don't have to teach him to kill. Yeah. I just mean to say that like the idea needs to be pacifism is great, but like and so the dark way we take this is he incapacitates the troll or whatever but doesn't kill it and when it gets up to leave it like or he thinks kills one of his family and it's like if because you didn't stop him this happened and again that's the dark take i'm not suggesting that we do that but something maybe along the lines of like okay yeah good job you didn't kill him but now this happened and that's i mean that's a classic staple of superhero these days like morality in quotes yeah what if the sylphs like push him in a way like like it's fake and he real and he doesn't realize it at first but the mm-hmm. ogre just comes in and eats the sister yeah okay yeah and eats the, and um i think he i think he's really i think he initially sets up a bunch of home alone crap like i said like glue bucket bricks like oh, marbles oh, a rake just on the so when he steps on it yeah, wow, yeah right yeah. oh so good yeah. classic yeah yeah um <laughs> maybe he puts a little cream pie on the end of the rake yeah saying. he does yeah with a knife in it Ooh, good but the ogre ma- makes it through all of that because he's a big fucking ogre and right. eats the sister when that he does that like it makes simon realize i have to stop i have to it pushes him to the point it's like i have to push this up a notch i have to i have to get this ogre out of the house i gotta defeat this ogre maybe kill it to save my family and it's all like an illusion like the ogre doesn't actually eat the sister um we find that out at the end like when he goes back into the void or whatever i think what we do is the ogre also trashes the house in this Mm -hmm. scene and then when simon falls asleep the sister wakes up and the house is fine yeah and that's how we signify either via magic or hallucination kind of leave that up to the audience this was not this has been undone or was never real yeah and that's a visual way we can do it without having to like spell it out yeah remember when we taught a child to kill yes we didn't even talk about how this how he killed the ogre i don't i don't know like maybe it's just like well i mean i guess arguably he killed all those goblins we're at we're at the five minute mark what if in the book 
um because they have the book they have the they have the book Mm -hmm. he sees like this is how you kill an ogre this is how you do it um but he doesn't resort to that uh because he's a pacifist like Mm -hmm. you know but after that happens he resorts to that i don't know what we i don't know what it is like i have i have maybe a, a way to kind of thread that needle of the question the sylphs are asking him now is like you're a pacifist what are you willing to do so the idea is there's there are several options and some of them are more gruesome than others and i think the more gruesome ones have a like 100 percent success rate like if you do this everyone like your whole family will live now you can take a chance with pacifism and like less egregious options but and maybe they won't and then the kind of question is having simon gauge what is he willing to do and what risks are, are he willing to take to protect his family, but also to not give up who he is. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a better angle than like, hey, you need to be willing to kill people. It's yeah. like, because he has kind of proven that, but this way it is in a more interesting gauntlet of like, okay, great. You passed up that option that would 100% have worked. So now what that option's off the table. Now your options are lower and chances of success or losing somebody are higher. So the kind of the idea of you need to be ready and you need to assess like, great, you're not going to kill him. These are the options and these are the risks. Like you're not just going to be able to say, no, I won't kill him, but we're still going to get win like a hundred percent victory. You might have to lose people if you're going to do passive, like continue the pacifist way. Yeah. All right. That works. I think that's a little cleaner unless we make young Freddie Highmore murder a troll. <laughs> sure. Sure. Okay. So he falls asleep and the sister wakes up. This is where we learn that this was a dream or hallucination. What I'm going to have you run this one. Cause I've talked a lot in the last two. So what do we think her, what does she need to kind of like learn to be a more effective team member? Yeah. So her thing in the first one, I don't know. She did a lot of fencing. Right. And I think maybe it is, I think she's very tactile. I think that maybe that's like her thing. It's I will say, say one of... she didn't have a lot of character in the first one after after she found out everything was real, right? You one know? of her big things was thinking kind of the worst of Jared. Like something happened that wasn't good and she immediately assumed he did it. Yeah. That could be something to overcome. Like, because I mean, they had this adventure and they grew closer, but that doesn't erase eight years, however long of like personal history and kind of, I'll say prejudice but not like the capital P, um, that kind of angle. That could be something you could work with. Maybe after the first movie and the family became closer, uh, the mother just started to put a lot more trust in Jared mm-hmm. than she did before. And now he's kind of the, um, maybe like the one that gets the most attention or hmm. something rather than being the one that everyone blames. And maybe she's secretly resentful of that. And now I'm going to magically turn that into a monster. <laughs> well, I mean, you could use like a demon that whispers like the darkest thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, I think maybe like maybe a lot of it is just like her facing her. Um, maybe the um, the monster that is put in is something like that. It's something that sort of voices the inner thoughts of her mind. Um, like mm. maybe that maybe she's not like on the outside she's not reflecting like or she's not saying that i'm bothered by how much jared gets attention now or uh how but the actual monster is something that tell that voices her inner thoughts and she has to face them so it's sort of boggart in a way yeah i was thinking something like that like maybe maybe it's something like a boggart that turns into jared jared getting love from not only the dad but also but not only the mom but also the dad and the family or like she kind of sees 
the rest of the family separate from her like because she is so ambitious like what do you think i i have i have a, a vague idea that i want to yeah. throw past you what if she, when she wakes up the mom also wakes up and there's just like i'll say like a bomb there's just like a ticking something on the table and the whole time she's trying to figure out what to do the mom's like we got to get like jared would know too let's get jared jared blah 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 and it turns out this was like a boggart or a shapeshifter the yeah, mom's yeah. still asleep but the idea is now this daughter has to like kind of figure out one how to like she needs to just like yell at her mom for a little bit about like to get out the the anger but also realize like that's not true etc etc yeah that's but, good i like that like it's like why why do you think we need jared why can't i do it why what why do you put all this trust in him and not me like why do you think i'm capable of doing this and like, i think the mom is saying all the things that the, the daughter secretly thinks like no we can't we need jared because we this isn't a problem we can just stab like and yeah, it's like yeah. that she she thinks the mom thinks all these things and so it's kind of like catharsis like that but also like figuring out that that's not what's happening and i think it gets to the point of like the dad comes in as well like maybe the dad comes in through the door and she's like dad what are you doing here and she's like i saw i, I came oh, yeah. driving up to the house and everything like all this stuff is going on like we need to wake up jared like you know it's like or we need to wake up simon simon will know what to do he's smart he's smart he's the smart one he'll know what to do i like and i like this idea of this is where she starts to figure out that this is the test mm -hmm. it's like in spoilers for the good place oh yeah we'll give you like a few seconds to pause the episode it's like in the beginning of season two with the reboot where yeah. everything starts to break down and then all of the soulmates show up at Eleanor's house like, oh, my God, there you are. I was so worried. This is the point where like the dad shows. Up. I was like, wait, how did you get in here? What about the sylphs? Oh, no, I just like, I just drove through. You drove your car through the sylphs? Like what? How? They never would have let you in. Yeah, we need to get Simon. Wait, why do we need Simon? Wait, what's going on? Like, And she realized that's where like it clicked. Yeah. Like, she's had her say. And then she's like, OK, so this is where I need to get off my chest when I need to get off my chest, etc. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think this is when she goes to the book and she finds the thing. Let's just call it a boggart. Like, I don't care. Um, no, that's fine. Uh, I mean, they fucked with fairy lore in yeah, the Chronicles, yeah. so I'm good with that. And the way... Um, I'm not going to do the Harry Potter solution to make it funny. Like, uh, mm -hmm. I think the thing you need to tell the bogger is the truth or like how you really feel. Like, uh, mm -hmm. if you're like honesty or Ooh, like something like yes. that. Like, yes. And um that's when she just unloads on vulnerability yeah is what she needs to also learn that's yeah. good vulnerability. That's so good yeah because she puts up such because she puts up such a wall she's so brave you know yes oh my god yeah i love that and i think she does that i think she like unloads on the mom and the dad and well i think even the visions of the brothers as well i like i like the idea that her i'll say problem is more with the mom mm -hmm. and that when she defeats like she wins her test she passes her test they all vanish and she sits back down at the table and maybe she says some things to like jared's unconscious body like you know mm -hmm. i don't it's okay. it was never you like i think that's a much more tender scene than suddenly visions of her two brothers also appear so now she can be vulnerable with them i think the test needs to be about her feelings towards her mom now because like or how she has felt like kind of sidelined Okay. And now, the, now Jared's like the favorite and blah, 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 blah. And I think it's a nice moment right before she passes out. Maybe she takes her mom's hand. Yeah, that's good. Now it's the mom. Mom time. So she was the one in the first movie that, like we said, had the least knowledge and like the least experience. Like basically her house just got fucking wrecked and she was just kind of along for the ride. 
um, and was just listening to the kids. Like, maybe because her kids are getting older at this point, they're all going to be leaving the house, Ooh. like, or something. And she's going to have to learn how to live in this house by herself with all this magic shit that just exists. Like, you know, like, I think her thing is, like, obtaining the knowledge and feeling confident in herself, like, to actually take the time to learn this. Because in the end, it's going to be her who stays here while the kids go off and like mm-hmm. live their lives and it's actually going to be her that like it's going to be kind of the master of this book right like in this place i what do you think i like that i also think then you can play with the idea of the kids are going to be leaving so she's already like they're growing up they don't need her and you, mm-hmm. you can couple that with the like age and independence of they don't need her with the idea of fighting monsters like these three kids arguably to her mind don't need her help mm-hmm. finally like, she doesn't have anything to offer couple that with the literal fact that they're growing up and leaving and they're becoming more independent so they don't need her that way anymore i think would be also interesting i like the idea though of like she's the one who's going to be living here and whether or not she keeps the book this is still a hella magical area yeah like, yeah yeah do we think we maybe throw a lot of monsters at her and like she has to defeat each one we already did like the large ogre, so I don't really want to do that again. Right. So okay, so let's let's just talk it through. The idea is she feels like she is not needed. Yeah. Either by her children for their care or upkeep now, or in the monster fighting angle of this house. Yeah. So what is a monster that she or a threat that she would have to face for this test that would involve playing on the fact that she doesn't feel needed? Mm-hmm. Or is unprepared. What if it's like literally like a fucking giant hmm. coming to crush the house? And it's something that seems insurmountable. Like mm-hmm. even like maybe it's like a giant, giant like turtle that's gonna like eventually run into the house. Like she can see it from the outside. She doesn't know how to stop it. Kinda like how she can't stop her kids growing up. Well. And what she needs to do is maybe make herself bigger right um this is all like a a very on the nose metaphor but like Mm -hmm. making herself grow to toss the turtle aside and or move the house you know like that's kind of that's kind of what i'm getting at like Mm. like it's her like she literally makes herself grow to like the the hundred foot woman and like moves that moves the turtle away and she has to do that by reading the book and maybe like making a potion herself and getting the ingredients, putting them together. I don't know. What do you think? That's kind of where my mind's going. I like the idea of protecting the house. Mm -hmm. Um, It's also like protecting the home, this place where her kids grew up. Right. Right. And I think that if we were to, if we were to go that angle, I have an idea I just want to throw out here in a minute, but I think if we stick with your angle, which I do like, it's more about the house than the book. Okay. Because that's the idea. It's like maybe Jared's like, they're like, Jared's going to take the book with him. Like we all know Jared's taking that book with him, even if he's not supposed sure. to. You're here for the house. Like you're going to be here at the house and you're not, you don't need to worry about the book. You're the house is like kind of going to be your, um, what you, what you're going to be protecting. Uh, my other idea is you said kids growing up and that sparked the idea of me. Maybe the kids start aging rapidly. Okay. And she needs to find some way to like unage, like de-age them. One, then she has the option of making them younger again so that they won't be this old and they won't move away or huh. grow up. Like the idea that she could keep them young forever. Okay. 
um, that would be an option as well. But I'm leaving this up to you. This is I, I talked a lot for the Jared and Simon. Uh, That's fine. One side. I'll, t- I'll follow what path you want to go down. I'm just throwing that out there. I, I'm honestly leaning towards the tur- the giant turtle okay. coming towards the house. <laughs> Though I think they both are kind of the same thing. Like, are just right. like right. trying to protect this sense of like family life that is going to be leaving her soon, right? Like, and this house has been so important to that. Like, and also her kids are in it. Like, I think her figure using the book and using her wits and like being independent by herself without relying on her kids knowledge or their bravery or their um stalwartness her figuring out how to make this this potion that makes her 100 feet to move the turtle away from the house is like i think that fits okay is there a time frame though because i just i feel like if the idea is just she learns to make a potion that doesn't really eschew the idea that she has nothing to offer until she's like studies the book more. Like I feel like we're kind of trying to teach that inherently there is something valuable about the role she plays already. Cause like the, I mean, or, or seeing the value in what she rolls or learning. This is actually the position that, or what to be more effective. This is what you could learn. Cause like Jared's thing was you're a hothead. You need to like learn that to sure. judge this more dispassionate, like which, what, what's best for the job. Simon would fight this best. Uh, the sister would fight this best. Mom would fight this best. The sister learned vulnerability to like, hey, just putting on a brave face all the time doesn't help anybody. Simon learned pacifism's fine, but at some point you're going to have to accept the risks of doing nothing. And I feel like the mom learning to make a potion to move a giant turtle doesn't really... It was just fun. And I, I don't mean to like make light of that plot point. I just mean the idea of she learns to make a potion doesn't really smack of, no, you're you're fine and you're useful to the team as is. What, what I'm trying to get at with it is that of her seeing herself, and like I said, it's very on the nose, but like seeing herself as so small without her family. She had this life with a family like before. Okay. Like, but her being by herself she is capable of great things still like even without her family i would argue that she doesn't she has to solve the giant turtle problem without becoming 100 feet tall okay the idea of a woman of her size defeating like a behemoth monster or solving that problem as human size fits better than because if she takes a potion to be 100 feet tall the lesson is no i needed to be bigger and I mean, maybe it's I need to see myself as bigger. That could work too. Maybe she uses a shitload of mirrors to make the giant turtle think she's a hundred feet tall and scares it off. That's that's interesting. I don't I know. Think that that, right, I don't know. I don't know where she gets. I don't know where she gets the mirrors. Uh, but I mean, something like that of the idea of what if what if she has like a light and um, she uses mirrors from the attic to shine it into the turtle's face yes. and it makes it go away. Exactly. And that's what I mean. I think the idea needs to be as is. She is a big enough person and she is not small compared to her family. I just think the the lesson taking away of, oh, no, you do need to be bigger cheapens the lesson a little bit. So I think she same size. I like I like the light in a mirror. I like the same size, too, just because it's not as on the nose as actually making yourself (laughs) bigger because I I secretly hated it. And it also helps that then she doesn't need to know the magic stuff like they do. Because she doesn't solve it with magic. It's like a pen light and some mirrors. Um, yeah. All right, so Short Martin. He's been here the whole time. We haven't mentioned him. 
but the mom falls back asleep and no one wakes up and it's like all right short martin now it's your turn his thing is like he actually just just needs to let go he, he he's so he's so protective of mm-hmm. the book and of the secrets and stuff he maybe it's just that he needs to learn to leave and like actually because he can't be the only whatever he he can't be only he can't be the only short martin in the world he could have his own life and like go go live it like coming to the realization that spiderwick asked him to protect the book no matter what is being kind of shitty i think maybe that's kind of what he is coming to i also the idea that this is his family now like spiderwick's not here and so following why is it like why are you still following his orders he's not the master of the house he's not looking out for you anymore he's not here they are yeah and i think that, that works open with him just being very like no that's not the way spiderwick does and he still he said this and we're supposed to keep the room this way no, no 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 like it's like okay but he's gone like you're serving a ghost yeah yeah so maybe it's a ghost like an actual ghost Maybe maybe it's like Spider Wick comes back. It's like Spider Wick comes back as a interesting. Ghost. They let yeah because he came back at the end, so the Sylphs bring him in. Yeah, and um, Short Martin's like, oh thank thank God, Spider Wick's here. He's here again. He's like, and then Spider Wick, yes, I'm here to stay. Uh, no more of this family. No more of anything. It's gonna be me here, me and you doing this thing. And yeah. he's gonna be like, his test is like, oh, but what's gonna happen to the family? It's like, well, the Sylphs are just gonna take them. A trade take them to the glade i worked at a trade that's that's short martin's test of like oh i'm not gonna let go of this family i'm not gonna let you take this family or trade this family away to the glade that's that's horrible they're they're my family they've been nicer to me than you ever were you asshole i think the sit for the cinema sins nerds we established that they enchanted the house so he can walk around the house without aging because we established if he sets foot on the soil or whatever again he'll rapidly age to 100 whatever sure sure so sure, sure, nerds, sure sure just, sure, I'm just, sure whatever look i'm just trying to fend off the um actually emails unless you're mike trap and you want me to be on um actually hit me up but i do like that i think that's really good he comes back and just is very brisk and it's like well no i like it's my house like you you work for me so we're gonna do what i say i think at the end though he's very like good job good work my friend or something like that like it's a very sweet parting moment sure for them um, and then I think after that, like, they, I, all, wake I, I, they all wake up. And, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, the Sylphs go away. They're trusted with the book. Yada, yada, yada. There's actually eight books now. They're yeah. like, well, you proved you could do it. That's interesting, actually. Like, what if the gift, since they all prove themselves, they all get a book that the Sylphs, like, conjure. So Good. they and that they can all take with them going their separate ways to their next parts of their lives. To form the Spiderwick Corps. No, it forms the Spiderwick Chronicles. It actually makes sense in this movie. All right. Well, damn it. Based off of that uh, violent outburst, I guess I should ask: Did we do it? We did it. So surprisingly, I don't know. Uh, it was it was good. I think. Yeah, I like it. I like it. I think it's good. It's yeah, pretty good. It's pretty good. good. Pretty good. And we didn't we didn't have Seth Rogen in this one, but it's fine. No one really wanted him back anyway. Uh. I did respond to that. Just only dogs could hear that pitch. Okay, cool. So what do we call it? I mean, I'm I'm all down for Spider Spiderwick Chronicles, but for real this time, because no, we can't keep doing this. <laughs> Spiderwick Chronicles two colon Family Matters. Okay, <laughs> that's that's. I was gonna say self self uh, mm-hmm. Family Matters. <laughs> So the t- so wait so your pitch was the Spider Chronicles two colon self self uh family matters yep that's it decided uh- 
No, we'll just do Family Matters. Okay. We could also just call it Spiderwick Chronicles, too, if we want. No, that's fine. We need the colons. Spiderwick Chronicles. <laughs> Spiderwick Chronicles 2. Family Matters. Well, if we did it, then that's credits on another episode of The Equalizers. Madison Jones, tell the people where they can find us. The people can find us on Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, and everywhere else podcasts are found by searching The Equalizers Podcast. You can always get in contact with us on Facebook and Twitter at The Equalizers. Our Gmail is equalizers at gmail.com, and our Instagram is the underscore equalizers. And as always, we spell that E-Q-U-E-L-I-Z-E-R-S like in sequel. Like in sequel. We'd uh, really appreciate it if you would review and subscribe to the show. It helps get helps get our message out there. Helps get more people that sweet content like like Ready or Not, Tag Your It, Pleasantville, but this time it's Friends, uh, Howard the Duck, Love and Thunder, Bander Shibby, all of our greatest hits. Yeah. Also, going forward, I did it with Spider Rick Chronicles, and I also did it with Pleasantville. Is that what I did? Uh, the live the live blogs. Uh, the one before Ready or Not. Ready or not, yeah. I'm going to, uh, Madison, I'm going to start doing live tweets and blogs and stuff on our Twitter page. So keep it's an eye out for typically Saturday mornings, correct? I mean, that's usually. Yeah, typically Saturday mo- mornings. Um, we'll put out uh, a tweet before it starts, or tweet and Facebook post before it starts. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and we'll share it. Just So just follow our socials. We have that sweet bonus content all yeah. for free. Yeah. Uh, Special thanks to the Banana Boys for our theme song, Two Step Strutton, off their debut album, Technicolor Girl from Outer Space. You can find them on Facebook, Twitter, and on Instagram by searching Banana Boys. And as always, they spell that B-O-Y-E-S like in, oh yes. The full album is available on all streaming services now. Madison Jones, what are we doing next time? Pulling up the list right now? Let's see. Hmm. So we are into... November at this point, mm-hmm. right? And this is going to come after Ready this, or Not. Well, no, this is going to come the one that we're... You have to leave that in now. Yeah. It will uh, technically come after Ready or Not. <laughs> Just not yeah. right after. Are we looking to do something stupid? Are we looking to do something good? I'd be out for something stupid. I don't think this one was that stupid. It's just kind of bad. Battleship? Battleship. If we're going to go somewhat serious, but kind of weird, uh, Men Who Stare at Goats. That might be a little too... I think I really kind of want to swing really fucking stupid. Okay. One. Like I, we've done a good, like I'm, we, we've done more and more good films and I like doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't get me wrong. I think ever that we need to just like really fucking swing for the fence is stupid. What about Mars attacks? Mars attacks. I'm not, that's not a no. That's more of like, I'm, let's just see if anything oh, yeah. else jumps out. Um, I need to finish my John Carter or at least the, what I have for a sort of pitch for that. Yeah, I'd be down for Swiss Army Man, too. I've never seen that. Oh, man. Um, Swiss Army Man is... That is one of those... Here's the thing. I think we do that maybe after this. Swiss Army Man is a movie I 100% can see us somehow making actually awesome. Yeah. Like an actually really good sequel to it. You're familiar with the premise, right? Yes, yes. I could somehow see us actually like... Be like oh fuck this is good though like what was the first one you said battleship battleship um valerian i'm not ready fair enough uh what else rampage oz the great and powerful we could really fuck around in the uh, wizard of oz universe let's do that i think that sounds oz good the great and powerful okay. yeah, yeah 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 all right next time madison jones and i click our heels together as we watch oz the great and powerful so for the equalizers i'm madison jones i'm mike Knoll. oh uh, hold on I completely mid- misread this quote. 
Ah, fuck it. End the show. <laughs> to be continued. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Leave your that in as your funny bit, though. That's I am. Good. First take your favorite leg, and then you kick it up to your chest. And then you pump your open palms, and then you really start breaking a sweat. That's all there is. That's really it. You barely even got to move your butt. Come on, man. Now follow my lead. I will do the two-step drop. Come on, answer, man. Mm-hmm.